Hey, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. I just want to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer today that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our three services on Sunday at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 12 p.m. We're located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information at sccview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day. We're so glad to see you today. We're so glad that you're here. We're in, uh, today we're concluding our series called I Still Will, and, and our title is uh, I will, I, Saying I Will to Sharing uh, God's Good News. I will to saying to sharing God's message. This morning, I, I don't know uh, how you are, but I'm one of those guys that when I experience something, I think everybody ought to experience it. I mean, I'm just that way, and I will drive you crazy, you know, to get you to do something. Whatever I'm into, Rondo tell you, whatever I'm into, I think everybody ought to be into, you know? And that, that varies, you know, but... A couple years ago, uh, well, it's been a lot of years ago, back in 1996, I think it was, that I went out to Arizona. I had a pastor that was uh, at a mission, a pastor friend at a missions church out there. And I went out to do a, a, a series of meetings with him. We called it a revival. And, uh, and he took me to the Grand Canyon. First time I ever saw the Grand Canyon. I want to tell you something. A picture cannot do it any justice. I stood on the Grand Canyon for the first time in my life. I couldn't say anything. <laughs> you know me, though. Man, that's, that's almost impossible. I mean, I was, my, I was like, wow. And I decided at that moment, as soon as I, I said, Rhonda's got to see this. She's got to see this. And so, I mean, like, as soon as I called her and said, you know, Rhonda, you got to see this, and we began working on plans, and it about, I think about the next year, or so I, I was able to carry her out there. But one, uh, one particular time, Rhonda, uh, not Rhonda, Chesney and our former student pastor, Ricky Mosel, and I had went to a conference in California. We was at a, a, a church leaders conference there, and we we're on our way back, and we went to the airport, and they said, listen, something's happened to the flight or whatever, uh, we cannot fly you to Atlanta today. It's going to be tomorrow. So, but what we can do is, you know, you can stay here. We'll put you up in a hotel here, or we can fly you into Phoenix, and, you know, you can stay in Phoenix for the night. I said, shoot, I've already been here for, you know, five days. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to go. At least I'll be heading toward home. We, get, we land, the, the airplane lands in Phoenix. I go, and they're, you know, we're walking up there, and we go to the counter to the rental car place. I said, how, how long will it take me to get to the Grand Canyon? I asked Ricky, I said, y'all ever seen the Grand Canyon? No, we've never seen it. I said, how long will it take me? She said, sir, it will take you four hours one way. And she said, what time is your flight leaving? I said, well, my flight don't leave tomorrow till I don't, I don't know, maybe 8 o'clock in the morning or something. Oh, it was a little later. I think it was about noon. And... Uh, she said, sir, you won't have time to go to the Grand Canyon. I'm sorry. And I said, well, can I have the keys? She gave me the keys of the car. They got in the car and said, we're going to Grand Canyon. <laughs> and it's like 2 in the afternoon already there, their time. 
So I get there. I'm excited. They've never seen the Grand Canyon. You've got to, you've got to see the Grand Canyon. So they're going, oh, no, we'll miss our flight. No, we won't. And so I, we bolt out of there. We drive, you know, I, I drive to God only knows where, you know, some little small roach motel we stayed in. Chessie still reminds me of that. And, uh, you know, that, uh, that, so we got up the next morning and, and we, we drive over to the Grand Canyon. I mean, and so we got to get back and catch our flight. So they're not, they're not concerned. They don't want to see the Grand Canyon. They want to see Atlanta, Georgia again, you know. And so we drive over, and they get out of the car, and we walk up to the Grand Canyon, and I go, look, it's the Grand Canyon. They go, wow, and say, okay, let's go. we got to go now. <laughs> we stop, let them buy a T-shirt, and we come back another four hours. They, they hold that over my head all the time. They're like, this guy's crazy here. But I think everybody already experienced something good that I experienced, and, and, I, and I want to give that. And especially when it comes to our spiritual life. I, I think that everybody ought to have the opportunity to experience what I've experienced that's made my life better. And that is Jesus Christ. I just feel passionate about that. And a matter of fact, the Bible says we all should feel that way. And so that is why it's on our vision. As a matter of fact, to have it on your outline and to have it on the screen, I'd like you to look at it with me. It is our what? Vision. It is our vision to give others and what? Opportunity for a better life. And how do we do that? Through Christ. So an opportunity for a better life, that's what we want to do. And the way that we do that, the opportunity for a better life, it comes. It comes when we share those opportunities. And so today I want to tell you as we begin to launch here and talking about sharing God's message, I have a chair beside me. And this chair represents the seats of SCC because every seat tells a story. Every seat tells a story. There's three stories that this chair, this seat tells, and I would like to share those with you this morning, and I think that you're going to find yourself there. So if you just go ahead and, and, and pull your outline out, if you haven't already in your program, would you write this down? It's my story. Would you write that down? It's my story. Every seat tells a story. This represents a story. And it's my story. So instead of, me, instead of me just saying, when I say it's my story, when I say that, you're going to be tempted to think of me. You think I'm talking about me, but I'm talking about you. So on the count of three, I would like you to say, it's my story. You ready? One, two, three. Good, okay, so it's your story. Every seat tells a story. The Bible tells us this. This week when I was preparing, I probably prayed more over this message today than, than probably any in a long time because I wanted God to help me to communicate with you about the story. Look what it says in Colossians 2. It says, For you were buried with who? With Christ. You were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him, and, and with him you were raised to a what? to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Would you read what's underlined? You ready? You were dead because of your... Why don't you circle dead? I mean, that's some pretty strong language here. You were dead because of your sin. And because of your sinful nature, 
was not yet cut away. And then he goes on to say, then God made you what? He made you alive with Christ. For he forgave all of your sins. So you were dead because of your sin. And then you were made alive with Christ. For he forgave all of our sins. This morning I want you to know something. Is that you're not the same person you used to be if you've come, come to Christ. Every person in here has a story. Every person has a story. Some of our stories are a little more dramatic than other people's, right? My wife's story is, you know, she got saved when she was 10 years old. She's never varied from that, and God bless her. Hallelujah. That's pretty simple, isn't it? You think, that's boring. No, that's a wonderful thing. Her life didn't get jacked up in any kind of way. She just trusted God from the very beginning, so that's pretty wonderful. But there's a lot of us in this room that our story is a lot more colorful than that, isn't it? Some of you, you know, it's when I was looking between the bars that all of a sudden I realized something's wrong. <laughs> Some of you, it's when I was riding in the back seat of this car that had all the doors locked from the outside and I couldn't see. Some of you, it's when I was in that hotel room that I shouldn't have been in. Some of you is when I was trapped in a lie. Some of you is when I was in deep depression. And all of a sudden, I, I decided, I made a decision that I was going to call out on the name of Jesus. And something happened in my life. Because what we've understood at SEC is this, is that sin, sin keeps you from being the person that God created you to be. There is no way that you can live in sin, live, uh, what sin means is outside of God's will, which you know God says you should not do, and you do that anyway. When you do that, there is no way that you can be the person God calls you to be. You just cannot be. That's why when a person commits their life to Christ and really means it, all of a sudden you see that person go from here to here. There's a change there, and you know them as different. You're like, man, I used to, they used to be like this. That's right, but Christ came in and he saved them. Why? Because when you accept Christ and you become a Christ follower, you get to be the person that you was created to be. And so everybody I'm looking at here that is Christ followers, you've been changed. You're good because God released the goodness within you. I'm looking at some good people. I'm looking at some, good, some very good people here. And the reason that you're good is because God released that goodness. He made the goodness come alive inside of you. And the Bible says that we receive that opportunity for a better life that come through Jesus Christ. He offered that to us and we received it. The Bible tells us that we have a responsibility after we receive that, Christ, receive that and, and Jesus tells us right before Jesus goes back to heaven with God, he leaves his final words and listen to what he says. In Acts 1 and 8, he said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And, would you read what's underlined with me? You ready? You will be my witnesses. You'll be my witnesses. In Jerusalem and all, in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That's the message that he was leaving for us. Is that you will be my witnesses. Now, let me tell you what a witness is, because many people won't talk about God to people because they're afraid that they don't know enough about the Bible. 
You ever felt that? You know, like, I want to say something here, but I just don't know enough, so I'm afraid I'll get embarrassed. Here's what I want to tell you. He didn't say that you have to be God's defense attorney or that you have to be a theologian. He says that you have to, uh, all you have to do is, is just be a witness. And that means share something that you've heard or you've seen. You just explain what you've experienced. Like, you know, you say, listen, my life used to be like this. Like, we had a, a man sharing in our men's, uh, in our men's uh, meeting a couple weeks ago, and he said, you know what? He said, I, was a, I, was a, I ran around on my wife. I was using drugs. And then when I was about 40-something years old, he said, you know, my wife was, had it, and she was leaving. And said, right there in my bedroom, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And then after that, my life has been different. And he talked about God, how God had helped him be successful. What did he do? He didn't tell us, you know, well, in the Bible it says this, in the Bible. No, he just explained to us what he experienced. You see, being a witness is just saying what you've experienced. You know, I was blind, but now I see. I was a rascal over here. I accepted Christ right here, and now my life's like this. That's what a witness is. It's not being a theologian. You don't have to tell anything about the Bible. All you have to tell is what happened right here. Amen? And so you can do that. So you're called to be a witness. Every one of us is called to be a witness. And so today, as I share this with you, I want to say this, that you don't have to have a title in front of your name to tell about Christ. Did you hear that? You don't have to have reverend in front of your name or priest. No, instead of a title, God gave you a story. And you're to tell your story. You see, a lot of people get, a lot of people become believers and they get ashamed of their past. Let me tell you something. Many times God wants to use your past to bring healing to somebody else's future. We're not, listen, am I proud of everything that's happened in my past? No. But if it don't help somebody else, I'm going to tell them. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean because I did the same thing and I did this happen in my life. But here's what happened. God saved me. Amen? So today, I want to give you a challenge. On the back of your connection card, it says, I will do my best to share my story with someone this week. Why don't you do that? Why don't you check that box so we can pray for you that God will help you share your story with somebody this week. Every seat tells a story. And by the way, just in case you're here, which I know there's several people that are, that you've not become a Christ follower yet. You're still living in B.C. before Christ. Why don't you move over into the A.D.? Why don't you move over into that in your life? And today would be a great day that your story can change. And if that's you, my friend, there's a prayer inside of our program that you can pray. It'll help lead you in that. It's called the prayer to become a Christ follower. I challenge you to pray that prayer. We're not asking you to come forward, stand up, do any of that. It's between you and God. The only thing we ask you to do is on your connection card, there's a box that you can check so that I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower that we can pray for you. So if you please do that. Okay, so we said, first of all, so it's my story. And now the second thing I want you to write down is this. You ready? It's our story. Would you write that down? It's our story. 
Every seat tells a story. It's my story at SEC, but it's not just my story, it's our story. The Bible talks about this in, in, in the words of faith. In, in the Hebrews chapter 11, I want to share with you a couple of passages right at the beginning. This is called the faith chapter. Look what it says. In verse number one, he says, faith is a confidence. Faith is a confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us the assurance about things we cannot see. Now look at the next verse, verse number two. Faith is the reason we remember great people who have lived where? In the past. Would you go back and circle that statement, those six words, faith is the reason we remember. Now when he's, when he's writing this, when he's writing this, he's talking about people like this guy by the name of Abraham in the Bible, who, by the way, Abraham was 99 years old before he had a child. That's, pretty, that's a pretty amazing story, isn't it? I can't go into that, but that's, that's pretty amazing. A guy by the name of Noah, how did Noah, you know, Noah built the ark and it had never rained on the earth and it took him a, a hundred years to do that and people made fun of him, but Noah kept the faith. He talks about those people, but he said the reason that they're remembered is because of their faith and the reason that you and I are going to be remembered is because of our faith. And what I want to tell you about SEC, you know, this is my story as we just talked about, and it's our story. It's, I want you to know that Stockbridge Community Church is not a story about Jeff and Rhonda Dawes. It, it's not, it, this story is not about it because this story is going to live on whether we live or not. Listen, if a train hits me tomorrow, I'm not crossing a track since I said that. I'm not, I'm not even going on one since I said that. But if something hits me, and, and, and I have a, excuse me, you ever had that happen to you? A fuzz right there on your tongue when you're trying to talk. We're family, right? <laughs> Not we are now. See anything in my nose, by the way? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but tomorrow if I get hit by a bus, and I'm no longer in this world, you're going to come out and you're going to have a big funeral for me. And you better come out and shed some tears. And I'm doing, listen, and I told her, we're doing a parade to the cemetery. I don't care how far it is. I, it's the only time the traffic's going to stop for me. But the church goes on. I mean, if something happens to me, the church goes on. This story is not about Jeff and Rhonda Dawes. It's about us. It's our story that's being written. And we will be remembered by the faith that we have. And I began to, this week, as I, as I prayed and I prayed, and I said, God, help me share this. And I said, Lord, speak to me. And, and I began to just write down the things that he was reminding me of. And listen, if, when I, the next generation, when the next two generations speak about our church, what are they going to say about SEC? And I wrote some things down. They will say, it is our story. It is our story, and our children and grandchildren will tell of how we said, I will, to expanding God's kingdom by expanding the building and the ministry center here at, at SEC. They will tell the stories of how we stood on the side of the road and we gave water out for free. 
They will tell the stories of how we stood in parking lots and we gave free tape away. They'll tell the story of how we stood at gas stations and pumped gas for people. They'll tell the stories how we stood in the schools and, and we gave God's love to elementary students and middle school students and high school students, how we gave away the love. They're going to tell the stories of how SEC stood for marriage. And because of that, my mom and dad stayed together. And they found that love could happen in a broken situation that God could mend all wounds. And my mom and dad was mended through the ministry of Stockbridge Community Church. And I'm here today to tell the story. They're going to tell that story. They're going to tell the story of how the SEC believed that everybody deserved an opportunity for a better life and everybody deserved financial peace in their life. And they're going to tell the stories of how that their parents and grandparents took a course called Financial Peace at Stockbridge Community and their fam family was able to move out of poverty and out of, out of debt that was straining their relationships and their homes and, and move from that to financial freedom. They'll tell the story. They're going to tell the stories of how that we stood for teenagers how that when we, when we would walk in the hallways that we would stop and have a minute to make sure that they knew that they were valued. No matter what they looked like. They will tell the stories. They will tell the stories of how we stood for singles Help them find God's purpose for their life. They will tell the stories of how that we were for all people, red, yellow, black, and white, that we taught that we are all precious in His sight. They will tell those stories. They will tell the stories of how godly relationships were important to our church and how that we had connect groups, that, hundreds of connect groups that met all over our community so that people could have friends. They'll tell the story of how we stood for the Bible. They will tell the story of how in, our, in this generation right now, that how the Bible is under assault and attack, and people are saying it's antiquated, it's outdated, and they will tell the, that SEC stood on the Word of God no matter what people said and no matter what scrutiny they come under. We stood on God's Word. And they'll tell that story that we built our lives on truth They'll tell the story that we stood for all people all across the world as we traveled and did mission trips around the world, sharing the good news with the poorest of poor. They'll tell the stories. They'll tell the stories of how our building, this building that we're in and we're expanding, was a place for our community to gather sort of like the, when you were a kid in, in your neighborhood and how that there was that one house that everybody went to they're going to tell the story of how this is a church where our community gathered they're going our, our grandkids are going to tell these stories 
They're going to tell the stories of how that, how that we raised thousands of dollars to help, help people that could not help themselves, like supporting the battered women's shelter here, the Haven House, and have, uh, supporting the food pantry, helping in his name food pantry, and supporting Calvary Refuge Center. And then out of darkness, those kids that are on the street that, that, have, that have been, uh, been taken advantage of, sex trafficking. They're going to tell the stories of how we did that. They'll tell the stories of how that we didn't ever give up on them. That's what they're going to tell. They're going to tell the story when everybody else wrote me off. And, and yes, they're going to tell, I went through a rebellious time and I did this stuff and I went out there. But the people of SEC never gave up on me and they always had their arms open no matter how far away I went. I got one of those calls about six months ago. One of those calls. A, a young man called me about six months ago, and he's, and he, matter of fact, he called the office here, and nobody recognized his name. And so he wanted to speak to me, and let me just tell you something. You know, there's all kinds of people that want to talk to me. You know, usually they just want to sell me something or whatever, just all kinds of people. So, so there's a screening process. So finally the name comes to me, and uh, Tony says, Pastor Jeff, do you recognize this name? I said, I sure do. I recognize that name. That, that young man came to our church when he was about in the sixth grade. I said, I remember his family. And so I called him back. His name was Rusty Bishop. He said, Pastor Jeff, it's been a long time since I've talked to you. I said, well, it's been a few years. I said, I think I had hair the last time we talked. That's a long time ago. He said, but I met this lady, young lady, and we've had a kid together, and we want to get married. He said, but I wouldn't marry her because she got pregnant because I wanted her to know that I wouldn't marry her for that reason. I was married because I loved her. He said, I really do love her, Pastor Jeff, and we want to get married. Would you do our wedding? And, and I said, absolutely. If it's at all possible, and they're getting married in October. And his name is Rusty Bishop. His, his wife-to-be, his name is Dee Dee, and they have a little baby. Here's a picture coming up on the screen. What I want to tell you is, is that they've been sitting in this service, and the they come to the third service for six months. And they've been telling me how that the last six months, how their life has gotten better, how that through SEC, these, every seat tells a story. And how that our story, because you were willing to open up your arms and love them and accept them right back. He's like, listen, I'm sorry I was gone so long. I've been through a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff's happened and a lot of things I'm not proud of. But guess what? When God got ready to send them back, he sent them right back here. Because they knew our arms would be open. When they tell that story, they're going to say, they never gave up on me. Every seat tells a story. So today, I want you to understand that what our kids will say, if God was my father, they're going to say the church was like my mother because they always were there to love me and give care to me even when I didn't deserve it. Amen? So it's my story, it's our story. That takes me to the third thing. Would you go ahead and write this down? The third thing is 
It's their story. Every seat tells a story. It's their story. We are preparing for people that we have not even met yet. Do you understand that? And of course, today at the end of our service, we're making a commitment and renewing our commitments to help expand our, our facilities. That's what that card in your program is all about. I'll explain a little bit more later. We're preparing. You see what God has said, if we, cannot, if we can't seat them, then God can't send them. The Bible says this. Look at this passage of Scripture. Let me explain it before you look at it. Jesus is giving a parable here, and he's saying, okay, he's giving a story. and saying, a man went out and invited people to come to a banquet, and they started turning him down. They're saying they were too busy, and they had, they had all these other things to do. And so look what happens here. He said, the servant returned and told his master what he had said. His master was furious and said, go quickly into the streets and alleys and the towns, and what? Invite, invite. Why don't you circle that? Invite. Invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. After the servant had done this, his, he reported, there is still room for more. So his master said, go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come. Would you finish this sentence with me? You ready? So that the house will be... God wants his house full. Do you realize something? I just want you to realize. I'm looking around this room right now, and it's about 70% full. Do you realize that people were here at 9 o'clock this morning so that you could have a seat? Do you realize that when you leave, there'll be people come in at 12 o'clock, and they will come to a service so that you could have a seat? You know what they're saying? They're saying, I love them enough to give up my seat that they can have a seat. Why? Because they have this attitude that God's house should be full, and so we're going to keep making room until, and for everybody to have a seat. I'm so glad that you did that, because this week, I got to meet with a, a young couple this week. And I'm so excited about them, because, you know, they just, they're just coming to, coming to Christ. And, and what was amazing is this, is that we, as we sat there and talked, I began to ask, okay, what brought you to SEC? And this young lady shared with me that she really didn't go to church. You know, she maybe went to church a couple of times as a kid, but there was something inside of her that said, I need to go to church. She'd been through a horrible divorce. And then she had met another guy, and she said, you know, we're going to start this off right. We're going to go to church. So something was compelling me, so we need to go to church. And so she Googled the churches in our area. And there was a couple of them that popped up. But SEC was one of those churches. She said, and something said, you need to go to that one. And she said, we come and we went to this church. And God saved us. God showed us that we can have better than what we've had. And we can be better. And we can do better. I don't know what that says to you. But of all the churches that God could have sent them to, He chose our church, the people that had never been. 
And said, this is where they'll be loved. This is where they'll be cared for. And he put them right in the middle of you. And I'm, this is, they're 1030 people. So they're right in this service. So you probably have shook, shook their hand and hugged their neck. And you've welcomed them and you've greeted them. I'm telling you, it's our story. And it's their story that we're preparing for. And so today I want you to help me share that story. It's God's message. Now listen, we're preparing for people that we don't even know, and so here's the, I want you to help us do that because there's stories out there. Inside of your, uh, in your, your program, there is these three cards. Would you take these three cards out? Take a card, any card. Okay. This is awesome right here. This is our Easter invite cards. Look on the front of that. Where you see that chicken? It says, come and chick us out. Man, there's some smart people around here and there. I'm telling you, come and chick us out. The last service when I said that, I went boom, chicka, wow, wow, and everybody told me, do not do that again. <laughs> they said that gives a wrong message about Easter. I want you to take these cards and give them out. I started going to the gym back in uh, January. It's because if I'm going to do these three and four services that God's calling us to do, I've got to stay in shape. And, uh, you know, I'm not going there to be a bodybuilder or anything. Matter of fact, if you see me at the gym, you'll find me most of the time up on the machines up here where the, you know, the people that are not so, you know. So I'm up here working out. And the reason I started going to the gym, but the primary reason is because I needed someone to share my faith with. You know, like, uh, like in my neighborhood, I've moved, and I don't have that many people around me, and so I had to find someone to share my faith with. So I told Ron, I said, I'm going to start going to the gym so I can be around people. Now, I know that's odd for you because you probably work around people that, you know, uh, that need Jesus. And, you know, and, and around here, I'm going to tell you, you know, we're still working on Pastor Chris, but everybody else has pretty well got this. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And so there's a guy that, that I, it's working at the counter. I meet him every morning. You know, he comes, he's there at 6. And so uh, every morning, you know, he's, I'm, we're, I see him and I'm about to leave. And I always go by and have a conversation, talk with him. And his name is Tyler. It's the same as my son. And I've been talking with him. And so the other, other morning, I got ready to go. I said, Tyler, I would like for you to come and be in Easter service with us on Sunday, on, uh, on Easter. I said, we got... Uh, five services for you to choose from Friday night or Saturday night or free Sunday he said Jeff thank you so much see he didn't know me as Pastor Jeff he just knows me the old ball headed man that's all he knows yet Pastor Jeff he, he said Jeff that's awesome thank you so much for inviting me he said can I bring my fiance I'm like no I'm sorry you can't bring no yes Said he's going to come and be in Easter service with us. I hope that you'll find someone like that. Matter of fact, on the back of your connection card, why don't you check this box? It says, I'll do my best to invite three people to an Easter service. Why don't you do that? We could stop and say, you know, as we said, it's my story. We could stop there and be selfish. We could stop and say, it's our story. We, you know, there's, we're here. We don't need any more people. But we can't stop there. We have to say it's it's their story as well. I would like to share a story of a family of SCC 
that we're so proud of. Would you watch this video? Hello everybody, uh, I wanted to introduce you to a wonderful family here, one that's a part of our SEC family. And uh, this is Sheena Lawrence, and she is actually a single parent that has uh, four boys, and they attend SEC. And uh, so I want to introduce them to you, and so right now, on, right beside me, this is Mr. Caden, uh, and then beside him is Devin, and of course this is Sheena, and then also this right here is Noah, and then right over here, Mr. Excitability is JJ. Mm -hmm. He's usually Take smiling. He, there he goes. He's smiling right now. And so um, we're <clears> excited <throat> they're a part of our church. But as we um, talk about this I Will Initiative, uh, Sheena, I want you to tell me uh, and us, what, what, does it, what does this I Will Initiative mean to you? For one thing, um, alone just putting an elevator in the facility would mean the world for me and JJ. Um, right now with the, the younger kids meeting Kids Place, I'm not able to go up there and check them in or out. Right now I'm hiding around my older son and sometimes he's not with me or his dad's. I can't get the kids out. I have to get my dad or Kay to pick them up. I'm unable to go up there because I can't leave Jaden by himself. So it would be very beneficial and it would help us out in so many ways to be able to do other activities with the other kids as well. So you're saying that, that you you, because we don't have an elevator, that the boys are upstairs, and somebody has to check them out. And so, exactly. if, so if if there's not somebody there that can help you out, then then you're not even able to come to church because you can't even function. Uh, you can't even get the kids in and out of a exactly. kids church. Yes, wow. sir. Well, um, Devin, what do you think? I mean, like you're the oldest here, and I know there's a lot of responsibility on you. What do, What do you think this I will initiative? What does it mean? What would it mean to you? I mean, it'd be helpful because like the church it isn't really accessible for him like there's a whole bunch of ledges and steps and everything else and I feel it would just help out a lot for it to be handicapped accessible so when it's raining and you know that you got to get him out mm -hmm. uh, from your car into the building be honest does that cross your mind about it? is it worth it today it does especially when it's raining really 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 hard yeah it does and so if we had that drive-through what would that mean i mean like would that what would that mean to I you i mean to me it'd be really awesome it'd make it so much nicer on me and the boys especially Jaden. he wouldn't even have to get out in the rain t to go into church and it'd just be so nice and especially when it's cold too you know when it's really cold not to have to and it might not be a far walk but for him that's that's too long to be out in it wow well, um, well, I want to say, first of all, thank you guys, all of you, for allowing us to come in your home. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and you know, it's our goal at SEC is to, that we want to be there for one another. And, uh, you know, part of our Iowa initiative that we're working toward and that we're pledging towards today and recommitting to and committing to is so that uh, families like yours, you mm -hmm. know, you're a single mom and... The fact that you're willing to do all of that work on a Sunday when everybody else says, well, we could just sleep in, <laughs> that you're willing to uh, take those two and a half, three hours to get your family ready, we want to do everything that we can to make sure that when you come that it's going to be the best and easiest and simplest for you. So um, so uh, what would you say to someone that's sitting out there that, uh, you know, that's um, thinking about, you know, should I give to this initiative? What would you say? Please, please.
please give. It's going to help out so many people, not just Jaden, in so many different ways. Well, SEC, I just want to say thank you again. Thank you for giving the opportunity for a better life again. Uh, we are doing that through this initiative, and this is one family here that, that uh, you can see that you're definitely going to be helping out. Thank you, and uh, God bless you. JJ's right over here. The last verse you have on your outline, look what it says. Whenever you did it for any of my people, no matter how unimportant they seemed. Would you read the last part with me? Ready? You did it for me. Jesus is saying that. Today we have an opportunity again. And if you're new here, we just want to say thank you for being here. But we've been talking about this for a while with our church. We're in a, an initiative to help us expand our facility. Every one of you have a card inside of your program. What I like to do, our kids are, are about to come in in just a moment. What I want you to do is I want you to take out that card because we'd like 100% participation today. So what I want you to understand is this. Even if you're not ready to write down anything on the card, this is a sign that, hey, you know what, I'm with you. That when I give you the opportunity after our kids, I want you to just come and, everyone, just come and bring your card. Even, again, even if it has nothing on it, that'll be fine. Because we believe that we're going to further God's kingdom. Now at this time, our children are going to come in, our second service children are going to come in, and they're going to give their offering at this time. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.